This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Lead Without Limits, the podcast that explores how your mind and soul energy, together with your actions and intentions, impact your leadership presence and bring heart and consciousness into your life. Join your host, certified business and life coach, Stefania Rigo, as she brings you stimulating conversations with women who lead in business in their community. And as she gives you the wisdom you need to help shape the future of society and our planet. Now here's your host, Stefania. Hello, everyone. This is Stefania Rigo, the host of the Lead Without Limits podcast. Today, I'm flying solo. No guest. Me. And I'm really excited about exploring today's topic. It's a really important subject. I want to talk about money. Do I have your attention? Yes? Okay. Let me be a bit more specific and give you some context. In last week's podcast, episode number 27, my guest, Stephanie Trusler with Clear Road Financial, and I explored the topic of money in the context of business and how your businesses can thrive or fail based on your attention and attitudes towards the financial aspects of the business. Okay? So taking leadership on the financial aspects of your business is super important to its success. I'm sure you would agree. In this episode, I'd like to take a bit of a different direction. I'd like to explore some of the energetic aspects of money and the psychological aspects of money. Specifically, what I'd like to share is why mapping your relationship with the energy of money and exploring the energy of money matters, why it's important. I'd like to talk about how each of us has a unique personal story about money. And I refer to this as your money story. We'll also look at three key areas to consider when you're mapping your relationship with money. And then finally, at the end, some guidance on how to write your money story, specifically with very detailed guidance so that you can get conscious and become fully aware of how your relationship and your story with money impacts your life personal life and business life and all aspects of. Let me just say that I'm kind of humbled um, when I talk about this topic. It's so huge. Even just trying to prepare for this podcast, the most difficult part was um, how many different directions this conversation could go in. I myself have spent many years, decades, 
exploring my own stories about money, peeling the layers, facing my emotional, mental, somatic, and spiritual relationships about money and how symbolically it represents abundance, abundance and scarcity. Uh, I was kind of set myself up for this exploration because I've been an entrepreneur and I've been in sales, you know, for, for many years. Um, and, and you're forced to, almost forced to, uh, deal with the relationship uh, with your money when you're an entrepreneur. Also, I've been married, right? So in my personal life, in my marriage, I've had to um, look at my relationship with money. It, it comes into not just our business, but our personal life with our families, with our children, with our uh, partners. Uh, it just permeates everything. So for me personally, this has been both a very fulfilling and glorious process, as well as fraught with landmines and at times downright painful. I have to acknowledge that I could not have done any of this work without mentors and coaches and master teachers who pointed the way. And I specifically sought people who could help me uh, define my money story, uh, my, the origin money story, and also deal with present. And I continue get coaching to deal with present um, still continuing, right? Issues with the energy of abundance. And um, it's a lifelong journey for sure. So I'm going to ask you right now to make sure since this is vitally important work and it's inner and transformational work that will benefit both your personal and professional life. Um, it, as an entrepreneur, it'll, it'll matter it'll impact the success and the viability of your business, how conscious and healthy your relationship with the energy of money is. Um, I could not have done it, I could not have done this work without a drive that I've always had to ask questions, a drive of self-discovery, um, my curiosity about my shadow side, especially at the beginning of my studying Jungian psychology, and how my shadow side has, has impacted my connection to abundance, right? And, and also, um, I, I still, through, again, through my Jungian interest, my interest in Jung's writing, and studying uh, his writing, uh, looking at the collective consciousness and how money historically through symbolism has um, acquired the power that it has today. There's a lot of ancient tribal energy behind the symbol that is money. And by the way, let me be clear on one thing. When I'm talking about money, I am not talking about currency. I'm not talking about dollar bills and coins, okay? Uh, I'm talking about the energy and power we have given these symbols and what's behind that. That is what really matters to me. 
It's my experience that when we talk about the energy of money, we're exploring beyond mindset and limiting self-beliefs. We're exploring our very soul, our connection to ourselves, to the collective, to the greater good, to our own good, and our unconscious connection with the energy of abundance and manifestation. It's big. You can see why I struggled with deciding what direction to go in today. I also, in the same uh, vein, want to and, and, and want to talk about how we, when we talk about the energy of money, abundance and lack, money as a symbol of, we're also unconsciously exploring the feminine and masculine aspects of the soul. Specifically, I believe the energy of money is both yin and yang, like everything in life. It has a feminine and a masculine energy. It is not one or the other. It is both in its many facets. I'll define the feminine aspect of money for purposes of today as receiving, the energy of receiving, receiving abundance, receiving money, receiving wealth in our businesses. And the feeling and surrendering to acceptance, being open and surrendered to receiving abundance. Let's say that the feminine is more about your money emotional intelligence. I define the masculine as more strategic, more linear, and more thinking than feeling. So this is more about your money IQ rather than EQ. Okay, let's pause and take a deep breath. Yes, conversations about the energy and money are complex and fascinating to unwrap. My hope is that through this podcast episode, I can humbly open some tiny door for you to explore and be curious of some aspect of your relationship with the energy of money. So why does talking about money matter? It matters because money is the language of business. So in the context of being a leadership and business coach, I know it matters. It matters because your relationship with money as a symbolic energy of abundance impacts your personal relationships as well as your professional relationships daily. I already mentioned that. And it matters because the conversations about your relationship with money impact whether you have it or you don't. Like so many of you in the past, I've struggled, for example, with what to charge for my products and services and how to value my time and talents, right? 
I left a lot of money on the table on my path to growth. I know it. It's all good. Part of the learnings. What has it cost you? Because you have not dealt with your money stories and your perhaps unbalanced or blocked approach to the energy that is represented in money. How does your personal story about money impact all areas of your life, your ability to make it, your ability to keep it, and your personal and professional relationships? So let's dig in a little deeper. I find there are three key areas to explore when you're looking at your individual money map. These three key areas define how money impacts your life. They are interrelated and overlapped. This is not a linear part of this conversation, okay? Not a linear process. It's all about interconnectedness and the big picture thinking. Expand, make room for big picture thinking as I bring these three up. I've had to organize them a little bit linear as three steps so our brain can wrap itself around us because that's what the brain likes, organized steps to presentations, right? However, as you're listening, think of them as overlapping and gray areas, um, not um, uh, subtleties of energy to them, and that they do a dance with each other. They're like links to the same chain, okay? So here it goes. One key area to explore is the money mindset. Ah, here we go, the word mindset again. Seems like almost every conversation these days starts here, right? Yes, because the more we learn about the brain, the more we learn about how we think, the more we know that thoughts are fueled by our inner beliefs. And what we think, consciously and unconsciously, about money matters, right? Your money stories will influence your mindset and your mindset will influence how you feel, the language you use and how you consciously and unconsciously reject to money, how you attract abundance and lack. For example, let's look at a real case scenario on money mindset. Let's talk about paying bills, just to use an example. Imagine you're sitting down to review your payables for your business. You're paying your credit card bills. If you don't right now on a business, great. Use this example for your personal finances. All of this applies to personal and business, okay? So you're sitting down and it's time to pay the bills. Checkbook in hand, you know, electronic transfer of funds, however you do it. So slow down and think about how you show up. When it's time to pay the bills, what is your self-talk? Do you avoid and procrastinate? Even if you have all the money you need and more left over to pay these bills? Is it just 
your mindset that automatically you go into kind of a procrastination resistance mode? Paying the bills, by the way, setting money goals and looking at financial statements, any part of bookkeeping and finances are all masculine aspects of money. Since I brought the masculine and the feminine up earlier, I want to start tying into some of this content to the masculine and the feminine. The masculine aspects, to remind you, have to do with the more strategic, linear, and thinking more than the feeling aspects, right? I personally naturally lean to the masculine approach to money. How does that show up for me? I'm all about budgets, love financial statements, and never procrastinate on paying the bills, even when I didn't have much money. It makes me feel in control, right? Especially when I didn't have much money. This can be a strength as long as you're not hyper-controlling and obsessive about it and coming from a mindset of needing to control it because of lack, because of a mindset of lack. I don't have enough. Therefore, I'm not sitting down right now and paying these bills. It's too much. I need to kick this down the road. Let me summarize. To have a positive relationship with money, you have to understand your mindset and your deep connections to the energy. There are no right or wrong ways here. Please stay in a place of self-compassion and compassion in others when you, when you hear this podcast, okay? Have a set of tools, and I'll give you some in a little bit, to keep the fear and lack out of your thoughts when it's time to deal with accounting. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Fear and lack never goes away. We're actually wired in our limbic system, which is where our fight and flight mechanism lives, old part of our brain. We're actually wired to anticipate what could go wrong, right? So when you're paying your bills and you don't have enough money, or even if you have enough money, but your mindset is one of lack, you're giving money away, it's going away, it's going away. I'm not going to have it after I pay these bills. That part of your brain that's giving you those thoughts and the mindset, that survival aspect of your limbic system, where you've mapped these thoughts based on old stories, it used to serve us well as a species to evolve. It's a survival mechanism. There's nothing wrong with you with it. I, I want you to love that part of your brain. However, you have to have the courage to be vulnerable, self-compassionate, and see how that is not serving you in procrastinating to pay your bills, in approaching your bills from a place of fear and keeping you, it's keeping you from a relationship with money that is abundant. 
So if you have a hard time, for example, staying with the bills and uh, feel, you know, uh, challenged in this area, let me give you a, a little practical tip to practice. So set a money date with yourself, okay? Call it a money date. Set some time aside where you can create a calm space. It's time to pay the bills. Don't do it on the run. Don't do it unconsciously. Don't do it, oh, the faster I get done with this, the better it is, okay? And if you have a bookkeeper, you're still having to look at your reports, right? You're still having to go into QuickBooks or whatever program you use or meet with them. You want to create a calm environment. Set the stage, okay, to do this a little bit differently. I'm going to use the example that you're going to be paying your bills, okay? So you're sitting down, checkbook or electronic transfer, and you've set the stage, you've set the money date in advance, you've put it in your calendar, no more procrastinating, you show up. You're fully present. First thing, observe what is going on in your body. Do a quick and simple body scan. Is there tension anywhere? Shoulders, legs, tightening maybe of the buttocks. Are you holding your breath? Are you breathing evenly? Second, check in with your mental and emotional states. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? Is there constriction in your chest and around your heart? Are you thinking, oh my gosh, here we go again. I've been avoiding the credit card. This is crazy what I spent last month. Can you shift your thinking and think and feel, shift both your thinking and your feeling, I should say, that you're recirculating abundance, you're recirculating the money and sharing an important collective energy when you pay the bills. So it goes connecting the masculine to the feminine. So here's how it goes. You received the payment from your services, right? All your wonderful clients showed up. They valued your work, your products, and you got paid. The money's there. You see it in the bank. There's the feminine receiving. And now you're passing that abundance on by paying your bills. You're recirculating it. That's the masculine. So it's a circle. Abundance flows and lack also is an energy that flows, if you can envision it, in, in, in a circular, continuous, infinite motion. You can cut yourself off from either side of it, receiving or giving. But if in its natural state, it's a continuous, infinite, abundant, energetic, continuance. By the way, you definitely want to intentionally set a positive mindset. When you're talking about pricing and value, right, when I talked about billing for your services with potential occurring clients and billing them for your services, so the receiving of money. But that's a whole other conversation. That's a big one about uh, the receiving of money. Uh, maybe another episode for that one. There's so much more to say about that. 
So to recap, the three key areas to explore for your individual mapping around your energy of money, we just finished the first one, money mindset, okay? And we looked at an example of what's your mindset when you sit down to pay your bills? That's a good place to kind of get a grip on where you're at now uh, in the present when it comes to um, uh, the giving and the receiving of money, okay? We did the little exercise about setting up a money date with yourself if you feel like you're not approaching your mindset about money and specifically the exercise of paying the bills, the activity of paying the bills with the right mindset, okay? Now we're gonna go to the second key area of exploring your individual money map. This is partnerships and relationships, okay? What kind of verbal and nonverbal agreements do you have with your partners, vendors, your team, and clients about the exchange of money to purchase and receive payments for goods and services? I'm going to repeat this. What kind of verbal and nonverbal agreements? do you have with anybody you do business with, whether they're vendors or clients for your goods and services in, in, uh, from the clients and for payment for their goods and services to vendors? How are you relating to different people in any given exchange or money agreement? For example, do you trust your vendors to give you the best price and quality for their work and products? Do you negotiate from a place of coming up with a win-win for all parties? How honest and authentic are you with your stakeholders and partners at home in your personal relationship and at work about money? How comfortable are you in talking to your clients about pricing value and then invoicing and collecting? Can you have difficult conversations about money? It is only with honest and vulnerable communication about money that we can keep our relationships, both personal and professional, healthy, positive, and lasting. After all, we know that money issues are one of the number one causes for divorce. And from a business end, there are plenty of failed business collaborations and partnerships because money got in the way. Actually, money didn't get in the way. The, our energy, and our mapping about money got in the way. So this brings me to key number three of exploring your individual map. I'll just call this exchanges. And I already mentioned this word just a little while ago. Again, these three overlap and they are 
different parts of the same whole, okay? So I define exchanges as the transfer of money from one party to another, whether you're receiving or giving payment. We live in a time of very fast and virtual money exchanges. Most money does not change hands physically or even consciously in the form of currency. It's out of pay, it's all electronic, it's very removed from us and our senses and how we experience the world. It's become very abstract. In the tribal days of bartering, it was rabbits for wheat. Physically, we touched and experienced the barter process, right? Then we evolved and went to coins and money. Again, a physical experience. You had to stand face to face with that person that you were exchanging services for services, product for product. It was sensory. It was physical, visual, auditory. It was all in. Then we started going to checks, pieces of paper in the mail. Still pretty sensory, you had to sit down and write the check, pen on paper, brain engaged, numbers, words, postage, deliberately sending it off. Oh boy, now we are so disconnected. And I believe really this is a huge cause of a lot of our disconnect with abundance. So how does your relationship with money impact your exchanges with yourself? Do you struggle with paying yourself in your business? I have struggled with this. I am much more interested in building up the kitty for the business and find at times difficulty in paying myself, receiving. Again, I disclosed I was better at the giving and investing, the masculine aspect that I was the feminine receiving, right? So that's how it can show up. So let me pause and summarize why these three key areas are so important. So money mindset, relationships and partnerships, and exchanges. Why are they important? Why is reflecting in we, each one of these areas and, and understanding how you've mapped these areas out in your brain, in your heart, in your soul? It's important because they impact the quality of your relationships the relationships you're involved in and you keep. 
they're important secondly because they impact the type of agreements you make and how you show up in those agreements. And they're important for the level of consciousness that you bring in the exchanges you participate in. Again, I ask you to consider all this in the context of abundance and the energy behind your thinking. Are you in belief that there's enough for everyone? Or is money a limited resource? And you have it by default, someone else will have less and vice versa. If someone else appears to be more financially successful, does that mean you can't be financially successful? However you define that. I would love for you to take some concrete actions from this podcast that can help you gain some insight into your relationship with the energy that money represents. So explore, please, and reflect on what you've heard so far. And let me leave you with a next step you might want to take on. Here's your next step. Ready? I wish I had a drum roll. Write your money story. Oh, there you go. Write your money story. I got the importance, by the way, of why a money story matters from when I was a therapist and I used to work with children that were abused and I used to look back at genealogical charts when they were adults, they abused as children. They could look back and see generationally where the abuse started and how it got passed down compassion for self, for others, please, as you hear me say this, you might get emotional when you hear me talk about the money story and how to write it, you may get emotional. But please hang in there with me and know that this will all be worth it. So before you begin, right now, please go get pen and paper so you can write down these steps. And I'd like for you to, um, if, if you need to get more of this information, you can go to my website and find the information in my blog. So there won't be any sales funnel or anything. I'll tell you in a minute at the end of these of, of this information, you're going to write down how to go find it, okay? So how are you going to write your money story? There's going to be three steps to writing your money story, three areas you explore. And um, you're going to um, have to create 
sacred space, right? So this is an exercise of deep reflection. Before you begin, set the time aside, create a sacred space. What do you need? Candles, scents you like, adjust the lighting, get quiet and still, make a date with yourself, turn off all distraction and electronic devices and let everybody know you're not available. It doesn't have to take hours, by the way. I think you can do a first round. As a matter of fact, you don't want to be editing. You want to be flowing with this and letting it come up. There are no right or wrong answers, okay? So maybe 45 minutes to an hour at the most, because the longer you go into it, the more you're going to overthink it, okay? So this is a soul dump, okay? Sit down with your favorite pen and paper. Please use pen and paper rather than typing. I think we've all heard by now on how pen and paper engages the more reflective part of our brain, engages our heart, our vulnerability much better than typing, okay? Sit in compassion for yourself and others. You may get emotional uncomfortable, that's okay. You're gonna be all right. Trust your higher self. Okay, so the first thing you're going to do, write this down right now, is write your family's story about money, your family of origin, whatever that looked like. If you had several families of origin, that's great. You're just trusting what you remember, knowing that what you remember is going to be your own interpretation of reality. Somebody else in the family won't see that as a matter of pretty much guaranteed. Somebody else in the family may not see it as the same reality you do. Your reality is valid. It is what influenced your, your personal relationship with abundance and lack and money as a symbol and the energy of that, okay? So just your interpretation, your view of your family's story about money. Here's some questions to reflect on. What was your family's financial situation as you perceived it growing up? How far back does your memory go? Does it go to when you were five, eight? Did the family have a perception of abundance or lack around money? Maybe they didn't, didn't know to call it that maybe, right? But what, when you look back at your family of origins, what was the energy around abundance and lack? Who made the money? Was it the man? Was it the woman? Both. Who controlled the money? Was the money kept together or separated or both? How did the adults in the family that made the money and controlled the money communicate about the money with the other adults? Was it calm or were there arguments about money? Or was it a taboo topic? You don't talk about money in front of the children. We are going to do it behind closed doors. Or did the adults overshare the financial situation with the family? Was there a way of compensating for lack by going into debt and giving the kids more than you could afford as an adult in control of making and spending the money? Were you emotionally rewarded with money? Or 
Did the adults walk around going, we don't have the money, kids cutting back. No, we don't have the money to order the pizza when it really wasn't about the pizza at all. Okay, so take some time to write your family story about money. Let me pause and slow it down to give you a minute to catch up. Second step is write your own adult story about money. Ha, huh. you may have been an adult for a long time like me. What is your relationship with money now at the present, at this moment as you're writing this? Your relationship with the energy of money. How has it changed over the years? When you were first an independent adult, how did you handle money? The giving and the receiving of it, the making of it, the saving of it, the spending of it. Is there ever enough money? Is there a feeling that it's hard to hold on to money? Is there impulsive spending in one area or another? Is there a certain sense of maybe some addictiveness, off balance in the masculine and the feminine aspect of money, in the giving and the receiving? Does having money bring you joy or does it feel like it brings you anxiety? So this is, these are questions around writing your own story about money as an adult. And last but not least is the third area to explore. How does your personal story about the energy of money impact your business? As an entrepreneur, you have got to look at this. For example, I go back to the question I've posed several times. Do you struggle with pricing your services? Do you allow clients out of agreements? You may want to listen back to the podcast, re-listen to it, and after you've written your money story and see what comes up. Did you maybe hear something the second time around that you didn't really hear the first time around? What are your strengths? I celebrate those parts of you. How do you relate to the money more masculine or more feminine? Where do you want to balance out? Please all this with kindness, grace, compassion for yourself and for others in your life, your family of origin, your partners, past, present, please. Your team, your clients, compassion, compassion, compassion. This is really big stuff. If you would like to see these questions in writing and want to and didn't get it all down, that's okay. You can go to my website and read the blog that I'm posting today. And you will not need to give me your email. It's not a sales funnel. Promise. Truly, I'm just sharing. Okay sharing on my blog so you can see all this in writing.
go to my website at www.stefaniarigo.com and go to the blog button up at the top. I'd love for you to explore the website, but just go to the blog button, button and look for the blog with the same title as this podcast, Mapping Your Relationship to the Energy of Money. I love having conversations about money and abundance and your business and life. It's always transformational. Making money and walking the path to abundance, however you define it, If you enjoyed this episode, please tell others about it. And if you'd like to reach out to me directly with any comments, question, please do so. You can email me at Stefania, that's spelled S-T-E-F, like Frank, A, and like Nancy, I-A, at Stefania, again, S-T-E-F-A-N-I-A, Rigo, R-I-G-O, dot com. Stefania at stefaniarigo.com. I'd love for you to reach out. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn as Stefania Rigo, Stefania Rigo Coach. And make space, make room for the abundance in your life, for creating new maps, for transformation around your energy with money and how you dance with that. Wishing you all the abundance. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lead Without Limits. Each week, we bring you stimulating conversations with women who lead in business and their community. If you would like to listen to or download other episodes of Lead Without Limits, go to EWNPodcastNetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast sites. Until next time, remember that as leaders, we have the power to shape the future of society and our planet. We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here today to lead without limits in your own life. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.